All right, and welcome to another episode of Perspective and Pokemon, where sometimes we talk about perspective, sometimes we talk about Pokemon, and today's going to be more of a perspective kind of day. I'm here with Zach Brandt, and actually, real quick, before I actually get into to Zach, I do need to clarify because I just realized you can see like a wig behind me. Um, I am recording this from my sister's house, and so this is uh, my niece's room. Um, as awesome as that wig is, that's not mine. Just need to clarify that. <laughs> Okay. Hey, anywhere you can get a recording done. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm again, I'm here with Zach. And Zach, I actually met through Twitter. Actually, kind of funny, um, funny I'm saying that because I feel like most of the people I'm bringing on this show I've met through Twitter. Um, but I've Zach, so he, many well, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let him introduce himself. But Zach has just been, honestly, someone who I've been very impressed with as I've observed some things he's been doing. But Zach, man, I'll, I'll let you uh, introduce yourself. Yeah, awesome. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. I'm completely grateful for doing this and coming on shows. Um, for those that don't know who I am, I'm Zach, like you said, last name Brant. Um, I'm 20 years old. I sell on Amazon full-time and I am investing and playing with Legos and sports cards as well on the side. So that's the quick breakdown. Okay. And, you know, I think what's the most impressive part of what you just said is that you're 20. Like, see, yeah, a lot of people look at age and I've always looked at it as just a number. Um, and I don't know, I give all the credit to God for everything I do. It's not me that's doing anything special. Um, you know, some of my friends are in college doing great things. Some didn't go to college. Like, I mean, they're doing great things. But I really just think I look at age and I truly see it just as a number. So, hundred percent. Like I, I hundred percent agree with that. I think more why that impresses me though is that not a lot of twenty-year-olds, you know, are, are like in the mindset of trying to build something. Which you know, you, you do you. I'm not trying to judge, but it's just no, no. I hundred percent agree with you. You don't see people no. you know, twenty, you know, trying to like you know build a business, which is what you're doing. Yeah, for me, it's just something I love to do. It's not even about the money. Um, it's been a great financial year for my business and going full time on it. But it's just something I've always loved since I was a kid. And, you know, eight, 10 years old, I was trading sports cards, selling on my dad's eBay account. But like you said, definitely not the average 20 year old who's trying to start a business. Um, most people my age are um, either getting drunk or going to college or doing both at the same time. But that was uh, not the role for me, so. For sure. So you said you started, uh, like, selling cards and whatnot, like, when you were eight or eight or nine, is that what you said? Yeah. Um, actually, the first item I ever sold, I think I was nine or ten years old, it was a Lego Job of the Hutt Star Wars minifigure. I was trying to raise money to get some Lord of the Rings books. I'm a complete nerd. Um, <laughs> and my parents wouldn't give me any handouts. So my dad said I could use his eBay account to sell a toy I had. I think I sold it for like $55 and I was just hooked ever since then. I'm like, <laughs> someone's going to give me $55 for my old plastic I don't use anymore. This is pretty fun. So That's sweet. So did you, so after you sold that, uh, like Jabba the Hutt, did you like, like keep selling stuff or how did you like go from being a nine year old selling your first toy to now, you know, being full time? <laughs> Yeah, so it was that was like really the opening thing. Um, I was just started selling everything I didn't use. Um, 
through then. And then in middle school, I was doing eBay more than school itself. And I was doing like, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year, um, gross, not profit, but it was really fun. Me and my friend would go to Goodwill, buy old t-shirts and sell for more money. And I was like, Hey, this is, this is pretty cool. And I never really thought I could do it full time, to be honest with you, hundred percent. And Till the past few years when I stumbled across Amazon. And then last year I started selling on Amazon. Just blew my mind away. That's sweet. So uh, before Amazon, were you selling primarily just on eBay? Yep. Yeah, well, before Amazon, before last year, um, it was all 100% eBay and a little bit Mercari, the selling app. Um, I used as well, but mainly for sports cards on Mercari because I realized you can get more money on Mercari for sports cards than you can on eBay for some. So I was actually buying cards right off eBay and then selling them for more on Mercari. So That's awesome. So actually, I do need to go back to something you said. So you said you were like in middle school. Correct. Doing like 20, 30,000. I mean, gross, but yeah. still. Yeah, that- it was. Um, I was not the best student um, in middle school that I went to. Um, that was the only few years I was public school. I was homeschooled the rest of my life and did online school. But we all had MacBook Airs. And so I would be either looking at the stock market, looking at sports cards, or on my eBay account, just looking at stuff, studying oops, studying the market, um, studying the market, looking for stuff I can sell. And I'm like, I think I sold a old... Um, rock band i think it was maybe acdc or a tour t-shirt for like 140 bucks i paid a dollar for and i was like man this is crazy so i would have um my mom or my friend's mom drop me and my buddy off at goodwill for a few hours and almost every day i did that so i mean that i'm curious like were you because as at a as a middle schooler like even like Again, even, even like gross profit, that, that's that's something. That's, that's more than like everyone else is making in, in middle school. So yeah, no. I, I'm um, curious, were you, were you thinking like going around thinking you were like a baller? Like what what what, what like what was going through honestly, your mind? Not, not really. Um, I know you follow Gary Vaynerchuk a lot, and I was watching a bunch of his videos, and like he does, you know, his trash talk where he goes to garage sales and stuff like that. Um. And I just do it because I liked it. I was like, hey, this is cool. And then I'll just use that money, buy more inventory. Um, I would say when I was 16, I got a job working at a nursing home. Um, I was a hitter. Did that for about eight months, 17, 18, the construction. Um, started my own patent business when I was 18. Did that for about a year while doing eBay on the side still. And then last year, around this time, I stumbled across Amazon. Um, started selling a few things and then it just completely took off i would say february march and i just decided to go full-time on it and uh stop the paint business so awesome man dude that that is really cool so you're you're just full full on like entrepreneur like that's just always been kind of on your mind what you love to do yeah um my sister wasn't for her my brother not for him my dad and mom who both you know have great jobs went to college wasn't for them. So it's something I just, I don't even know. I just loved, I guess I go back to, I loved trading cards as a kid. I'd have the Beckett magazine and look up like the prices and trade with my friends and try to barter my way up to the best card and then sell it. 
Um, so it's something that I've always just enjoyed. Um, numbers fascinated me, not even the whole money thing, because I'm not a big uh, materialistic guy. You know, if people want the big houses and big car, I just like business, the whole thing I can buy for 99 cents and sell for 20 bucks. Um, I can go into Walmart. I can go online, place a wholesale order now. And it's just, it just amazes me. And it's a lot of fun to me. So. I love that, man. Yeah. Cause so I've been around business for a little while, like various businesses. And what I found is that, you know, some people they do, they do, they get into business for the money, which is, you know, again, you do you, but yeah. what I love about everything you're saying is just how much you love it because I, there's just such a big difference when you do it because you just love it versus I you're noticed. doing it because you want to like get the, the Lamborghini. Yeah. And the thing is, of course, a business that at the end of the day, I always tell people I have to be making a profit. You know, it's the number one goal of the business is to bring in money. But I've learned when I don't focus on the money and just working hard and doing what I love is usually when I make the most money. When I've started to in the past, I'm trying to figure ways to, you know, only worry about the money because you're always looking to expand your business. But when I was so focused and looking at my sales every hour, trying to see it, I wouldn't even make the money then um, trust have fun and then just work almost every single day so great you could you repeat the last thing you just said you you kind of cut out yeah i've learned the biggest thing for me is one just to trust god and then two um just do what i love and that's business and helping other people and i've gotten friends to sell on ebay now and i've um some friends have started selling on Amazon and I've been some cool people yourself and a bunch of other people um, through Twitter and social media platforms because I started sharing what I do. And I didn't even think that many people, you know, would care. I think I started Twitter when I was 18 or 19. I didn't think many people, you know, liked the whole flip life thing. I started just posting it and then my account kept growing. I was like, hey, I'll keep doing this. This is pretty cool. So. That's awesome. So I guess on, on that note then, so if someone is trying to get into, you know, reselling, getting into selling on Amazon, uh, what what tips would you give, advice would you give them to to get started? For selling on Amazon or just reselling in general? Uh, so, so let's say you're reselling in general and then anything you might have specific to Amazon. Okay, if you haven't sold, I would say like a single product, you don't have an eBay or a Macari, I would recommend downloading the Macari app and then almost every person I've met has something they don't use that they could sell. So the best way to learn it would be just by doing it. I get maybe 50, 100 DMs a day. People ask me how to start selling. And the biggest thing is if you have a phone and you can message me that, um, you can go to Google and YouTube. And that's the main reason I learned was I was just watching videos every single day. But I would say for people, um, shoes, old phones, old sunglasses, hats, t-shirts, stuff like that. Download Mercari, super simple. You can watch a few videos. Um, after it sells, they'll email you a label. And one of the biggest tips I would say is just, you're gonna mess up. I've met a lot of people that are worried about losing money or messing up the label or the shipping that confuses a lot of people. Um, you're gonna mess up a lot. And the faster you realize that, the faster you can grow. So that would be the best way to get into reselling is just watching a lot of videos and start off by selling something you have. And like I said, I recommend using Mercari and then getting into eBay. And then I would say, you know, after six months, a year, look at Amazon because Amazon's volume is just 
that's crazy compared to eBay and Mercari. Um, and Amazon's a whole different game. You can't make a bunch of mistakes when you first start out on Amazon compared to eBay and Mercari. You can uh, lose your account pretty fast. And on Amazon, you have to pay on Amazon. It's a $40 a month compared to eBay and Mercari. It's both free to sell until you, you know, sell an item. And of course, they take their cut. Awesome. So, uh, so you, you were talking about how Amazon is a little more regulated, a little more, a little more strict than yes. than even Mercari. So I, I guess oh, what yeah. what um how do I want to phrase this? I, I I guess what adjustments have you had to make to sell on Amazon versus doing your Mercari and eBay selling? So Amazon. Uh, eBay and Mercari are more, um, you can buy one thing and then flip it. I've noticed Amazon, you can do that a lot, but it's mainly, you don't want to just be buying one thing from a Goodwill and trying to sell it on Amazon. Um, that's perfect for the, don't want to get complicated. I do sell used items on Amazon, but I'd say 90% of my items are new and I'll sell 10 or 20 or even 100 of the same item per day compared to eBay. I'll have 100 different, when I was selling at eBay, I'd have 100 different things listed. Um, Amazon, it takes pride in the reputation. eBay, it's all third party. Since Amazon sells on Amazon itself, they don't want just anyone jumping in on there um, selling on Amazon, if that makes sense. I don't know if I really answered your question there 100%, but that works. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so I know that you've been, you talked about how, you know, you um, as a kid were flipping, you know, uh, sports cards and it, correct me if oh, I'm wrong, but you're, you're still pretty into sports cards, correct? Oh yes. I have literally tables of cards still everywhere in my room right now. Um, I've been very big in sports cards. Um, I know you're really big into Pokemon, and as you both know, sports and Pokemon cards have exploded the past eight months, past year. It's been uh, very crazy. So I know a lot of people, I don't know if you've been getting these messages too. I, I get messages now, DMs like daily on yeah. Pokemon cards. Like, what? how should I start? What should I be looking for? Like, so I, I, I'm not that familiar with sports cards. I have a few, but if if I was wanting to getting into sports card, what what advice would you give for someone wanting to hop in right now? Oh my goodness. It depends on a lot of your goals and perspective, what you think the cards are going to do. Um, I would say if you're doing it solely for investments, a lot of card collectors don't like using that word. You would want to look at vintage cards um, pre 1970, I would say, and you would want to buy graded cards. Um, I don't know if I have anyone buy me. Um, where it's slabbed and has a rating from companies to tell you the condition of it. I would definitely say you want to look at older cards compared to newer cards that they can print out as much as they want and keep selling compared to something they can't make anymore, just some supply and demand kind of deal. So, and it's like you said, if you want to just get in cards, honestly, it just comes down to research and then asking people questions. Um, there's so many good YouTube channels I can't, and so many good YouTube videos and, podcast um, and Instagram pages and people do it every single day. They do full-time cards and there's a lot of really cool people that will answer your questions on social media if you have any, 
But the big thing, again, like I said, with eBay, if you want to get in cars purely for the money, it's just researching before you jump in. A lot of Google asking questions. There's no really one answer fits all, I guess. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So you've been so you've been in cards though now for like a decade. Correct. Basically. Yeah, actually a little longer, about since I was six, so fourteen, almost fifteen years. Okay. So right now, sports cars are like really, really hot right now. Yeah. Correct. How? How? I guess. Um, because I, I really don't know the answer to this. Like, has the market been this hot since you've been in it? Or is this the hottest it's ever been since you since you started? No, it's never. Like, I've been selling cards on eBay, like I said, since I was about 10. I've been in cards since I was, like, 6. It's never been this hot. Um, Modern-day basketball cards the past month have dropped maybe 30 or 40%. But they're still up two, 300% this year, which is insane. Some cards I was buying for $0.99 cents that I sold for $30, $40. Um, it's, it's just cards have been crazy. I've never seen it like this again. So how, what, I mean, I think you kind of answered it, but I'm going to get a little more specific. Yeah. What, what, um, advice would you give to someone to help them avoid losing money? Cause obviously when, when the market gets hot on anything, you know, whether it's cards, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, you know, there's always that yep. potential to lose money because, you know, people get a little too excited. So what, what advice would you give to someone to, yeah. To avoid making like losing losing their money um you want to buy what people aren't buying and it's the most stock market kind of answer if there's a buyer there's always a seller you have to ask yourself if someone's selling this card that's up 100 percent, why are they selling it now what do they know that i don't know are they just cashing out and it's crazy sports cards are just going based on one or two games of a player's performance and if the card jumps because some random player scored, you know, 20 points or had two touchdowns and it goes up 100%. Those are the kind of cards that I've seen for the past four or five months. It will go up for two days and then a month later, everyone lost money that bought it. And again, if you're looking for purely investments and in cards, I would go with vintage um, cards that are graded, not only graded. There's weird, weird cards like sticker cards, um, taller shaped cards, cards that weren't produced a bunch. But to answer your question a little better, you just gotta you just gotta research. I mean, I could like give out a bunch of details, but the main thing is is just knowing you have to ask yourself, why am I buying this card? Um, is this someone that just got lucky one game? How many of this card is made? Example, there's like this is an average base card in basketball. Um, Prism, one of the more sought after products and then there is same card different version this is the red white and blue so there's less of these made harder to find this one there's a bunch more so i'll see if i have something a little better if i have a numbered um i don't think i have this with pokemon but this card i don't know if the camera's going to pick it up um if you can see it says out of 14 13 of 49 my bad so that means there's only 49 in the world of this card. Um, those would be the kind of cards you'd want to get into more versus just a common base card. Because I do see the market, Panini, the main sports card company, is just making tons of new products. And this happened in the 80s. 
where values to value just went down because there were so many being made. So I do see that a little bit going on. So you have to just research how many are made, um, are they still making it kind of deal, and then the player. I mean, if the player just got lucky, like I said, for a game or two. For sure. Yeah, definitely getting educated. Like that's that's honestly same with with Pokemon. That that's the same thing I'm telling people. Like, you you have to get educated. Otherwise, you know, you're going to buy something because you heard that you know Pikachu was was you know uh, was getting really hot, but you bought the wrong one. Yeah, you know, like Hollow. I don't know a ton about Pokemon, but there's Shadowless Hollow First Edition, different kinds of Pikachu's. You know, red cheeks or yellow cheeks or whatever. Um, like I've been trying to learn more about Pokemon for the past month. So definitely a whole different ball game than sports cards. Hey, did you, you, if you have any questions, hit me up, man. I got you. Definitely will actually. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, I got a question. If you could buy any Pokemon card right now for like a hundred dollars, what would you buy? If you have any idea. <laughs> or a hundred dollars. So would this be to, um, Short term or long term? Uh, let's just say like long term, like ten plus years. So I'm trying hundred dollars. I would probably buy a. Uh, I don't have a specific one in mind, partially because the mark the prices keep changing like daily. They're crazy. <laughs> I would probably buy um, as many first edition non-hollow rare cards um probably from okay. the Neo, from the set neo genesis the reason being is that um what i've noticed over the past year or so that i've been doing this um and this has kind of been my bread and butter is that when so uh wizards of the coast the the company that made the first pokemon cards in the us Okay. Um, except for base set, they made both hollow and non-hollow versions of rare cards. Mm-hmm. So when the I've noticed that when the hollow version of a card starts going up, the non-hollow version is not too far behind. And so I would probably and so I've been buying a lot of non-hollow cards because you can buy them for like twenty bucks, thirty bucks. I was buying tons yeah. for like. 50 bucks last year that are now worth 300 400 that's crazy yeah and i would buy first edition non-hollow cards probably psa 9 psa 10s because they're going to go up yeah and it's funny you say like with sports cards even um one of my favorite picks right now would be the kobe bryant i think it's 1996 tops rookie card the white border um the prices have dropped but compared to like mj the card is so undervalued and something also with PSA a lot of people I think don't buy PSA 9s and 8s but they're massively cheaper than PSA 10s and what happens when the PSA 10 card goes from 500 to 2000 the PSA 9 will be the next best and the PSA 8 for the new collectors and people that don't have $2,500 to buy a piece of cardboard so 100% so 100% also, it would be looking at the I've made a lot of money in the past year just buying older PSA 8, PSA 9 cards and everyone else was either just trying to get the 10 and I'm like, I don't really have 400, but I can get four of the PSA 9 for 100 and you know, there were 500 each and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like that. That's that's another thing. Like, well, it's funny because the uh, like the Holy Grail. Well, they call it the Holy Grail, but there's technically another card worth more. But the Holy Grail of Pokemon is uh, the first edition uh, base set PSA 10 Charizard. And that one sold recently for uh, $220,000. Yep. $220, but like ever since then, <laughs> and the PSA 8s, and the P- even down to like the PSA 5s, like the prices exactly. just shot up just because the 10s go up, then the 9s go up, then everything else goes up. Yep, just like I tell people, it's simple economics of the market. You know, people can't afford the tent. They're going to go for the next best thing. So, exactly. That, that's why I'm a big fan of the the non hollow uh, rares, just because people still want the card, but they're not going to want. Eventually, they're not going to be able to afford a ten thousand dollar card. Yeah, not most everyone can drop even a thousand, two thousand dollars on the card. I'll definitely exactly. check those out. Hundred percent. Hey, so shifting gears real quick. Um, while I am impressed yeah. with you, like you know, being young, you know, having you know, being all business minded and you know, and whatnot, one of the things I am equally, if not more, impressed with, um, from I guess more watching you via Twitter, is how much you talk about, I, how much you talk about like kindness, and you know, being a good person and just just treating others well. Yeah. And so I'm curious, like, why is that important to you? To do. Um, definitely my age and my generation, I would say, you know, between like 13 and 25, just every day, oops, um, people in general are just arrogant, mean, self-centered. Um, they think it's cool and popular and everyone else is doing it. But kindness at the end uh, always wins. Um, I remember the kids that were not the nicest to me growing up, but I remember the people that treated me better 10 times more than the people that didn't treat me better. Um, some of my best friends. And, you know, when I was younger, 13, 14, um, compared to all the people that weren't the nicest to me. But being honest and being kind and helping others, um, it's just simple. It always wins to me. Um, I've connected with more people on sides that I didn't agree with politically or religion or whatever it may be just by being kind to them instead of just shoving them aside and, you know, <laughs> not being kind. Um, and again, I would say it comes from, you know, being a Christian and just doing what the Bible and what God would want you to do. If you want um, shun anyone, he would, if he was here right now, he would be hanging out with the sinners mainly, you know, he would be with the people that the world are, how do I say this out? Be a judgmental is a thing. Most Christians are called the Christian love are not the nicest of people that aren't Christians or they may be doing something, you know, not um, what the Bible preaches. And they can turn a lot of people away from the exact thing they're trying to preach. So, and that goes with just anything if you're not religious. Um, I've helped people that, you know, started on Amazon that were doing, you know, maybe. $10, and they were real happy with their sales. And I see someone comment something like that's it or whatever. And that can be really discouraging. So always try to help out people because everyone starts at zero. Everyone starts at zero followers, zero sales. Um, just, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot easier to be kind than it is to be mean. So <laughs> uh-huh. for sure. 
That's awesome, man. So I don't know if you've noticed, and I say that with with a uh, as total sarcasm, but I don't know if you've noticed. You know, it's it, uh, a lot of people right now with the elections, especially not not being the kindest. So, and you know, you got a lot. You got a lot of a lot of angry comments, a lot of uh, hate going on and whatnot. So, in your experience, though, how how do you? Because I know you kind of mentioned it, but how how do you think people can connect with others, even when they have completely different, whether political views, religious views, views on life? How can they connect? Like in what way? Like social media? You mean if someone like leaves a comment? So how, they don't agree I guess with? how how would you? How can people be kind to one another? How can people connect with one another on a human basis, even if they're, they, they see things completely different? Um, I don't know. A lot of things for me is finding similar interests and just knowing that everyone has a different view and opinion, even though I may strongly disagree with some of their opinions, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Um, there's a lot of people I disagree with, I work on or, talk with like people buy stuff from business wholesalers and I see their personal profiles and what they post. Um, you can't let your own feelings also get involved with business. You can't um, get, don't be a sellout, but just because someone posted something you don't like, don't turn them away, but just being kind to others you disagree with. I don't know. For me, it just, it comes natural. Um, but I would say a lot of people have similar interests. Maybe they're on a different, religious view or political view focus on that, that interest and actually get to know the person hate them because they're voting for one party or another party like you said with the election in uh, 10 days or whatever it is a week and a half um you go on twitter it's one side or the other side there's like no common ground you're either uh -huh. loved or hated so um yeah i don't have i'm sure it's not the answer you're looking for it's just oh, being nice. <laughs> no, I love that. Like, honestly, I wasn't looking for a particular answer, but I, okay. I do love the answer you gave because I think we sometimes forget, like, oh, you might be a Republican, I might be a Democrat, but, hey, we both love Pokemon. Exactly. Or we both love sports cards, or we both love, you know, playing basketball, or whatever it might be. Like, we forget, like, just because we might have a different view. Every that you might have more in common than we realize. Everyone's still human at the end of the day. Yep, everyone is still human, so. A hundred percent. So, a few more questions, man, then I'm gonna let you go. You're fine. No, you're fine. So, um, you mentioned, well, actually, before I get into that one, um, I'm curious, because I, I, I remember seeing a, a post you did, I think, like on Instagram, um, talking a little bit about um, your faith, talking about like how you were hesitant to uh, maybe talk a little bit about that on social media. And so I'm just curious, what, what role has your faith played in your business? Oh, huge role. Um, anytime, like I said earlier, that, um, you know, more folks about money and the greedy part of business, it doesn't seem to be going well for me. Um, even when it does go well, it has gone well before when I haven't been focused on my faith. It's something that just doesn't feel right. Um, and even if I would say you're not 
religious or Christian. The Bible has a lot of good principles for business, you know, um, just working diligently and tithing and giving. That's all great business aspects that I think everyone can agree on, but it's pretty useful. Um, I think you're talking about Instagram post I made. I think it was a little bit ago earlier this year on my first post about um, I had a few people I was pretty close with, still am. They told me I should post Bible verses. I think it was on Twitter because I may, uh, someone big may follow me and it may turn them away. And I said, um, if it turns them away, that's, that's on them. I'm not going to turn them away if they don't agree with it, but I'm not going to not be myself. So, but it's been a huge role to answer your question. Um, has it been easy? Never is. Um, I didn't have a hard life by any means compared to some people, but it wasn't the easiest growing up. So definitely focusing on my faith, on a huge role in God and hoping I'm doing the right thing and praying about it and then just executing. So That's awesome, man. Well, I, I, I commend you for that because I know I, I know that that is an uh, advice given to a lot of people is don't talk about your faith. You know, whether you're a Christian, whether you're Muslim, whether yeah. you're Jewish, you know, it's, don't don't talk about that. But I, I think it's if it's part of you and you want to talk about it, then I think that that's a, that's fantastic. I'd rather people hate me for being mean than people liking me for being fake and not posting what I want. So I tell people, you know, if you really like something or if you're passionate about something, just this is not even just to do a religion. If you like Pokemon cards or people, your friends think you're a nerd or whatever, just go out and be yourself. There's a lot more people that are like you than you would realize. So. I 100%. Maybe the person, it's crazy. it's crazy how many DMs I'll get from people saying they like Legos or sports cards, but they were afraid to post about it until they saw my post or that I inspired them to do something. So I think that's, that's a really cool aspect of it also. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned, you know, all that because I was hesitant to post, like, I'll talk about like a year ago. I was hesitant to post anything Pokemon related because yeah. just cause I was like, oh, that might be kind of nerdy and I don't know what people are going to think. And I started posting a little bit yeah. and, you know, and whatnot. Then I'm like, man, I should have posted so much more like a year ago. Like, I, I posted more on Pokemon the last maybe eight months. But I'm like, I should have been posting like a year ago. Like, because. Who like you never know? Pokemon is freaking exploding right now. You got rappers buying Pokemon cards now. It's like you never know. Like not not that I want to like look cool or anything, but you never know. Like what you might think is nerdy might actually be something that becomes super popular later, or that is that people are going to start asking you questions about later. Yeah, exactly. Um, earlier this year, Gary Vaynerchuk, the entrepreneur that people if you don't know about. On Twitter posted something about sports cards and I left a comment saying, Hey, I've been talking about vintage cards and wrestling and sticker cards. And um he replied with um forget who he tagged one of his someone that works for him and said, Get him in the group chat and he followed me then and I get to talk with really cool people. He's in there once a week or whatever. I get to talk to really cool people every single day just because I posted a comment, you know, didn't care what other people think. If I didn't start posting about sports cards and replying to people on his page, you may have never saw that, and I won't have the chance, you know, to interact with him, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, man, like that. That's also the thing with like Pokemon. I've met so many cool people through it that I never would have met otherwise. Yeah, I met just 
not even, you know, high, you know, up people, a lot of followers kind of deal. You know, a lot of cool people that I'm like, oh, I didn't know you collected sports cards at all. Kids I used to go to school with or um, play basketball with kind of deal. And they see my posts and we start talking about it. And then they get interested again, or they already were, just didn't talk about it. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. So whoever's watching this, if you love Pokemon, you love sports cards, if you love Star Wars, if you love My Little Pony, whatever it might be, just talk about it. You never know. For those. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. And you mentioned earlier, you're kind of a nerd. So I know from, so from, oh, from yeah. your comments, it sounds like you're not big into Pokemon, but what, so what, 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 is, what is your nerdiness? I'm curious. What, what is it? Oh my gosh, I'm a huge nerd. I mean, not a lot of kids at 10 years old would, you know, be like selling stuff on eBay or even looking at like stock market, financial sheets, profit loss sheets at 10, 11 years old, looking at companies, random numbers, but um, big nerd for, like I said, sports cards and Legos. I not only selling a lot of Legos, but I've seen a lot just to build simple sets. And then Lord of the Rings, I would say it was probably the most nerdiest thing about me pretty big lord of the rings fan so <laughs> that's sweet uh my my brother he has a replica of the uh what's the the sword that uh i don't remember the sword's name but uh that aragon gets at the like the end of the series or at least in the movie at the end of, i think he gets it in like the first book okay but uh i, I forget even, the name think of the name or not. the broken sword is forged yeah, yeah, he has his replica of that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 cool, man. Um, so I'm so you mentioned you you know you sell a lot of Legos, you and and you you're a big Lego nerd. So I don't know if uh, if you're like me, but like, do you do you, well? Maybe not so much because maybe you had more volume. But do you ever sometimes like? are almost a little hesitant to let go of a Lego because you're like, oh, I, I kind of want to keep that or? You broke up a little bit. Did you say like if I have something that I bought to sell that I want to keep? Yeah, like when, when it's something that you like, like Legos, are you ever like, oh, I kind of want want that for myself, but you're like, oh, I got to keep, keep the business yeah. going. Yeah, so I do a lot in volume now compared to what I did a few years ago. So if I'm buying something, I'll buy, you know, 100 of it, 50 of it. But if there is something I can only get a few of, I actually have my own stash of, like, sealed Legos and keep it for myself. So, like, if I get, like, 10 of something I really like, I'll put one aside for myself. So I definitely do that a lot with stuff. But um, Legos are a big part. But then I sell a lot of food items and stuff I don't really really care about i sell stuff that tastes terrible to me but people love it so definitely be holding on or using that <laughs> awesome yeah i guess I, I just need to get more volume because sometimes man there are cards i want or that i have I'm like mm, i kind of want to keep them one but it's like 200 dollars. like yeah it has to go <laughs> that's with me with some uh, sports cards for sure awesome all right man well we're just going to wrap up with a few just rapid fire questions and yeah, and then we'll we'll call it a day. So, um, what makes you happy? Awesome. That's a big question, but just being alive every day. Um, you know, the common question, but it's true, just being alive, being grateful, helping others, that makes me the happiest. So. Awesome. What's your favorite food? 
Ooh, tacos probably. Mm. Like beef, beef tacos or like chicken tacos? Any tacos, just tacos in general. <laughs> All tacos. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite movie? Um, another hard question. It would be probably the Prestige, old magic movie, older, I should say, not old. Nice. Uh, what is your favorite sports card that you currently own? Um, it would be 1972 Icy Bear Complete Set graded PSA 8. It's nice. The basketball set, like the Icy Bear drink, and they made a special limited run. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually that. That's one of the few sets that I'm a, I'm a, I'm somewhat familiar with. Okay. Hey, then last question: If you could invest in one sports player, so whether it's their with their cards, their merch, but in one in one sports player, alive or dead, who would you invest in? Um, like long term investment, I'm guessing. Long term, yeah. Okay, because people are on the word invest now as in like three or four months, kind of funny. Uh, probably, I think Kobe Bryant cards and, and in general are the most underpriced right now compared to other great legends like Kareem and Michael Jordan. So it would definitely be Kobe Bryant stuff. Awesome. Well, man, dude, thanks so much for being on the show. Honestly, it's been so fun connecting with you. Yeah. Definitely. I'm sorry. Like I said, I know people that don't know this. I was supposed to be on the show last week and I completely forgot about it. So thank you for giving me another chance to pick up some of your time, having me come on and talk about a bunch of nerdy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, for reals, man, if you have any Pokemon questions, hit me up. Actually, I will. <laughs> so. All right, man. You take care. Thank you. You too.